Mayor for inviting me here. It's a great privilege to be here. For this week and next week, we get a close look into the life of Avram Avinu. And one thing that jumps out right away is his success in Kirov. We have the Nefesh, Asher Asu Haran, Rashi comments, Hichnisan, Tachas Kanfei Ashchina. Avra Megayeres Hanashim, Sarah Megayeres Hanashim, Mala Aleim Hakasuv, Ki'ilu Asaum. Avram and Sarah couldn't have children, and yet here are all these Nefashos which they were able to create by bringing them Tachas Kanfei Hashchina. And in next week's Parsha, you have the Pasig where Avram plants an Eshel, Vaita Eshel, and there Avram would feed all his guests, and Rashi quotes, he would tell them, You think you're eating my food? It doesn't belong to me, it belongs to Hashem. And through this, he would be Makarik people. That's how we know Avram. And yet, as you go a little bit into our Parsha, you find what seems to be a surprising, almost inexplainable failure. Where... Avram and Lot can't get along. The Pasuk says, Lo yachlu yachtav. They couldn't coexist. There was a fight between the shepherds. And the next thing you know, Avram is telling Lot, Im hasmol et veimina, im hayamin asmeila. Right, left, we can't coexist. So the kasha is, how could the most successful Makariv of all time possibly lose out on his own nephew? How do, we expl- how do we understand that? How could Avram not have succeeded with Lot? And if you tell me that Lot was a, was a rotten apple, it's tough to say that. I could understand. Hashem tells Avram, you have to send away Yishmael. He's a bad influence on Yitzchak. But it's hard to say that Lot was such a bad influence. In next week's Parsha, in Vayera, the angels come to visit Avram and Sarah. And there Avram takes care of them and he hosts them. And from there, two of the angels continue, and they go to stone where Lot is. And Lot gives almost the same treatment to the Malachim that Avram gave them. It seems like Lot is a perfect Talmud, a definite open mind willing to learn from Avram. We don't find that he's a bad influence on Yitzchak. So the kasha is, how could it be that Avram couldn't win over Lot? And yet he won over so many other people. And to really understand this, you have to look into Lot and what he was really all about. Uh, on the one hand, Lot was a great student who emulated Avram Avinu. But if you look closely, there are three major red signs. Alert, alert. Look out. Lot is not who you think he is. Number one in this week's Parsha, Lot chooses to live in stone. There was plenty of other places to live, and he chose Stom. How could he do that? Number two, is that when these Malachim come visit him in next week's Parsha, he looks like the perfect host until the inexplicable happens. The people of Stom, they come to Lot, they say, bring out those guests, we're going to harm them, bring them out right now. And Lot says, anything but the guests. And usually when you say anything but the guests, you don't really mean it, anything. He really meant it. He said, take my daughters. How could we look at a Baal Chesed, so kind to his hosts, and yet he's going to 
give over his own daughters? What kind of warped chesed is that? And then the malachim try to save Lot, and they offer him the opportunity, according to Rashi, to run close to Avram Avinu. And Lot says, I can't go there. I can't go near Avram because it's going to make me look bad. Rashi says, Eitzel stom haya hakadosh baruch hu roe masai umasa bnei ha'ir vayisi nira tzadik kedai lehinatzel uksha'avo eitzel tzadik ani karasha Here he's given a chance to do tshuva and go back to Avram and he doesn't do it. So on the one hand, Lot is the perfect Talmud following everything Avram does and hosting, being willing to follow Avram on every step of the journey. And yet on the other hand, he makes all these bad choices by going to stone giving up his daughters, and not wanting to return to be in the presence of Avram Avinu. What is Lot all about, and why did Avram lose him? And you'll see, I think there's a very deep musr in here for everyone, even the people in the base Medrash, perhaps especially in the people, for the people in the base Medrash. Rabbi Yitzchak Tversky used to give a parshashir when I was in YU and Smicha, one of my rabbeim, he taught me this yisod about Lot and trying to really understand who he was. Lot grew up with Avram. He watched Avram every step of the way, and he saw that wherever Avram went, people respected him. They worshipped him. They emulated him. They say about Avram Avinu. Everywhere he went, people just looked at him, and they were in awe of him. They gave him respect. They listened to him. Lot looked at this, and he said, I want to be like Avram Avinu. It sounds like an amazing dream. Many of us put pictures of our Rabbeim near us so we could look at it, emulate, hope to grow and become that one day. Here's the problem, though. On the one hand, it's a very lofty ideal. I want to be like Avram. Here's the problem. Avram Avinu did not want to be Avram Avinu. Avram Avinu wanted to do what was right. That resulted in him becoming Avram Avinu. But his goal was not to be Avram Avinu. Why did Avram host guests? It's a Rashi in, in next week's Parsha. He hosted guests because inside he yearned to do what's right. Pasik says that Hashem brought out the sun when he was recovering from his bris because Hashem didn't want to be Mitzar Avram to have to host. But then Hashem saw it was bothering Avram even more not to be able to host. So Avram brought the angels in the form of humans. They would have come as angels to inform him about the, the pregnancy and the birth of Yitzchak. Instead, they came as people because Avram wanted to do chesed. Lot looked at this and didn't say, I want to be a Baal chesed. He said, I want to be like Avram because I see he's such a good guy. I want to be like him. I see people like him. I want to be like him. The problem is Avram didn't want to be like Avram. Avram wanted to do chesed. And it resulted in Avram being Avram. But he, Avram did the mitzvahs completely lishma. Not because it got him glory. Not because people respected him and worshipped him and loved him and followed him. He did it because it was right. And Lot did not do that. Lot imitated Avram like a great Talmud. But he, the Iker was chaser min sefer Because he only did it to be like Avram. If you really think about this, this explains the three mistakes that Lot made. He said, I want to live in stone. When I'm next to Avram, I'm the moon next to the sun. Who needs a chakra batira? Who needs a light in the middle of the day? 
I'm nothing next to him. Let me go to a place, not even so I could be a relative tzaddik, like, like we, we learn about Noah. Let me go to a place where I could shine and people will know me as the Baal Chesed. And then they'll treat me like they treat Avram. And Lot went to stone. He risked, put his life at risk to host these malachim. He did whatever he saw in the house of Avram Avinu, but not because he wanted to do chesed. He did it because he wanted to be respected. He wanted to be well-liked. He wanted to be known as that guy, such a holy guy. And that was the mistake. When the guests come to him, he says, anything but the guests. Who says that? Well, somebody who's not concerned about chesed. Somebody who's concerned about being known as a Baal Chesed. So that these human beings, he thinks they're human, will go and report and say, oh, there's a guy in Stome, he's the most righteous guy I've ever met. And that's what he wanted to be like. It was tainted Chesed. And when he has the opportunity to come back, to join Avram again, no, 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 thanks. I'm good in a new location. Because he knew he couldn't shine next to Avram. And he wanted to shine instead of he want, wanting to do what was right. A very powerful Muslim. There's a story about two women in a Hasidish community. They, they had a Rebbe. And the two women, neither of them could get pregnant for a long time. And they would meet with the Rebbe, get Eitzahs, and finally one of the two of them became pregnant. Had a baby. And the other one was happy, but went to the Rebbe and said, Rebbe, can, can you give me a little bit of an insight? What did she do to be Zoha to have a child? And the Rebbe said, it was unbeknownst to me, I only found this out after the fact, but she spent many, many months knitting sweaters for babies whose parents couldn't afford to clothe them. Perhaps it was in that merit that she had a child. So the second woman spends all day, Yom Valila, not just for weeks, not just for months, for a full year, knitting and knitting and knitting, not just for babies, for anybody. Didn't work. She came to the Rebbe after, and she said, Rebbe, I tried that. It didn't work. Why did it work for her? And the Rebbe said, because she, the first one, didn't know this story. The first one did the chesed, not realizing it was going to help her become pregnant. She did it because she couldn't have a child. Let me at least help the people who could, who, who had children. So she did a selfless chesed. Why? Because it was the right thing to do. And she got blessed. The other woman did a chesed, but it wasn't for the sake of chesed. It was because she wanted to have the schar as the balas chesed. And that didn't have the same effect. The same Thing happens to Lot's father. Last week's parsha, pasuk says, "Vayamas Haran al pnei That's the the medrash of the Kivshan Aish, where Nimrod tells Avram, "If he doesn't bow down, he'll be thrown into the Kivshan." And Haran is right there, and so is Nachor. And Nachor says, "I'm I'm, I'm not bowing down. Forget it." And Nachor goes his own way, and Haran. That's Lot's father says, let me see. Let me see what happens to Avram, and then I'll make the decision. And Avram says, I don't know what's going to happen to me, but there's a right course of action right now. I am going to show Hashem that his kavod is more important than my own life, and I'm going to sacrifice my life. Avram went into the Kivshan Aish not knowing whether he would survive or not. 
I'm not sure what he thought. It might be he thought he wasn't going to come out the other side, and he still did it because that's what it means to, to give up your life, Al-Kiddush Hashem, not expecting a miracle. He did it because it was right. And if Hashem would save him, that's Hashem's decision. But Avram had no guarantee in advance that he'd be saved. After Haran sees this, Haran says, I'll do what he did. Why? Not because it's right. If it was right, he would have decided that regardless of Avram's decision. He did it because he wanted to be like Avram. He wanted to be the second guy who survived the Kivshanaish. Let me be like him. That's a different mentality. Such a person might not be Zoha to be saved. Perhaps this was a midah that went from generation to generation. Where Avram did the thing, in this case it was Kiddush Hashem, because it was the right thing to do. Whereas Haran did it because he wanted to be like Avram. And when Haran dies, Lod continued in that mentality. I'm going to follow Avram to be like Avram, but not for its own sake. Okay. We still don't answer the question yet though. The question is, if Lod really wanted to be like Avram, why couldn't Avram keep him around? If he was Makari of everybody else, how could he not Makari the one person who wanted to be like him the most? Granted, it was for a different reason, but he still should have been able to keep him around. So here's the real answer. It's true that Lod and Avram could have coexisted. Their actions were close enough that Avram would have kept them around. But the fight was not between Lod and Avram. Who's the fight between? The shepherds. If somebody has the right mycin, but if you dig really closely, you'll see that it's from a a slightly tainted place, it's the Talmidim that pick up on it. The shepherds of Lot picked up on Lot's mentality. The daughters of Lot, unfortunately, they definitely picked up on Lot's mentality. And the shepherds of Lot recognized, yeah, he acts like Avram, but deep down, that's not who he really is. And they started having ethical fights with, with the shepherds of Avram. They would steal, and they would say, oh, the land's coming to us anyways. And Avram's shepherds, were said, that, that's an immoral act. And Lod, he passed on to the next generation. It's about the kavo. The land's coming to us. We're going to be rich. It's going to be our land. And the shepherds couldn't coexist. The Talmidim pick up on these insights. Even if Lod, the, the Rebbe of his shepherds, he was close enough to Avram, the Talmidim dug deeper. And they saw, and they took his insights and went with that instead of the external actions. And that's what couldn't coexist. Load on his own and Avram, they could coexist. But the Talmidim dug deeper and they saw that bad root deep down. And I find it amazing. Amon and Moab. Amon and Moab come from Lot. Why can't Amon and Moab enter into Klal Yisrael? Pasik says, Al Dvarasher Lokidmu Eschem Balechemu Bamayim. A lack of Hachnasas Archim. It's amazing. They come from Lot, who tried so hard to be Machnas Archim. And his own descendants are forbidden forever from Klal Yisrael because they weren't Machnez Archim. Why weren't they Machnez Archim? The answer is because when Lod did it, he had an agenda. And after a few generations, the action disappeared and it was the agenda and just being the popular one and looking for the glory that remained and the action of Achnez Archim was long gone and they can't enter Klal Yisrael. 
So here's the big muster that I want to share with you in the next five minutes. You have Avram Avinu, who does the right thing because it's right. That's Avodas Hashem that lasts. You have Lot, who tries to mimic the actions. But he does it just to be like somebody, instead of doing it for its own sake. And that kind of action doesn't last. Now, no one is on the level of a Lot where they're going to do what he did with his daughters to give them up. But the Musser is there. Here we are in the base measures tonight. I know that there's a lot of other things going on. There's pressures from outside. And here we are dedicating our time in the holiest place around, in the base medrash. And a big yeshikoach for that. It shows priorities. It shows sacrifice. It shows commitment. This is where we belong. But there's still room for a cheshbon hanefesh. And the question is, why are we here? You could be here for many reasons. The ideal reason... Getting close to Hashem. We say in the Birchus of Avarabah. It's to get close to Hashem Hashem. That's what we're doing here. We're, doing, we're, we're staying here, Yom Valayla, to show Hashem we appreciate the Torah. That's what we're doing here. We're gonna, it's a gift from Hashem and we're going to learn it as much as we can and make that our top priority. That's the ideal reason to be here. And I believe that reason will last. It will keep the behavior going and going. There could be other reasons why we're here. And as long as we're here, that's important. But it's a Muslim and we have to work on ourselves and think about why we're here. Sometime, remember when I was, when I was uh, your age, not long ago, in the base Medrash, I tried to have the right Kavana. Sometimes there's a Kavana to be stark. I want to be stark. I want, I want to be starker than the next person. I want to show people that I'm stark. I want to show people that it, I learned in Israel, I'm going to keep it going here. That's good. But just realize it's not perfect. Your intentions for being here shouldn't be to show somebody else something. It shouldn't be to even show to yourself you're stark. It's good. But it's not ideal. You should be here because it's a mitzvah from Hashem and it's the Torah of Torah Hashem. Torah Hashem Tamima. That's why we're here. There's this kina sofrim. It's tarbe chachma. But sometimes kina sofrim leads to competition and it leads to a lot of negative feelings that shouldn't be tainting the Torah. And our kavanas shouldn't be to outsmart a chavrusa, get here earlier than a chavrusa so we could show our chavrusa we're more serious than him. And he's got to step it up just to show, you know, to be equal to me. That's, that's a, you're here and it's good, but it's not perfect. There's an even higher level, but it's still not perfect. I'm here because I think my Rebbe will be here. I think my Rebbe was here and I want to be like my Rebbe, which is great, but it's not perfect. It's a holier form, a much holier form than what Lot had done. Lot said, I want to be Machnis Archim because Avram did it, which is good, but you have to work. It's not the ideal. You have to ask yourself, why was your Rebbe here? Why did your Rebbe spend all the hours learning? And there you have to answer, because because Torah Hashem Tamima, that's why your Rebbe did it. And then you'll take the actions of your Rebbe, and you'll combine that with your, the Kavanas of your Rebbe, and then you'll reach the highest level I believe you could reach. So on the one hand, the fact that we're here, that is, 
much, it is a very high madrega that we, we should give ourselves some chizik for. But I believe the muster from these parshios is to go one step deeper and ask why we're here and make sure that we're doing it for the right reasons. I'll just close with this. The Chovos Halavavos explains the Pasuk in this week's Parsha. Hisalech lefanai ve'yes samim. And the, the Pasuk later in the Torah, Shoftim, it says, Tamim tiyayim Hashem al-kach, to be pure. To be pure, that's the goal. That's when your outer actions and your inner kavanas are in complete alignment. And what Avram Avinu was able to do was hisalech lefanai, to do the actions of being close to Hashem, samim, and to feel it inside. And I hope and I bless us all, the Chizik, to continue to learn, to continue to grow and challenge ourselves to do what's right because of its own sake. And then, just like Avram's Chesed would continue from generation to generation, here our Amelis Patorah and our Kavanah Zashma will help the Torah be uh, Tiskayim Banah.